Have you ever been frustrated over being so close on closing a deal, but for various reasons you can't seal the deal? Have you ever sometimes wished for a magic wand that would lead to you closing that deal? Or have you been wondering why some people tend to close almost all their deals while some others don't? Welcome to Steady Improvement, the place where you level up your sales skills and achieve your sales goals. In today's episode, we're going to illustrate one great way to make you close more deals and earn more money. We would like to share one way an extremely successful friend of ours uses anchoring in his job as a real estate agent. This is a great tool to use and it can be applied in a lot of different situations. Let's summarize what anchoring is shortly. It is that you use a number that is extremely much lower than the asking price if you are on the buying side. And if you are the person selling, you use an extremely much higher number than what you want. It will bend the counterpart's reality and most likely will get them to show their hands and give you the lowest or the highest number that they are thinking of. We have a friend of ours that uses anchoring in the following way. Our friends work as a real estate agent and therefore are handling the negotiation between the buyers and the sellers on the price and other things. Our friend uses it in this way when he has a seller that has unrealistic expectations of the price, so then he needs to bend their reality in order to get them to understand what is good and not. Let's say we have a situation where the seller of the apartment has expectations of getting $2 million for his apartment, although the apartment might be worth 1.8 at the highest. Our friend takes the listing, then they have a private showing for 5 potential customers. After showing, our friend calls everyone of the potential customers and get the following price indications. Two out of five says no on the spot. One of the five thinks that the apartment is worth $1.5 million. Another one thinks roughly about $1.6 million. And the last person thinks that it's worth $1.7 million, but have flexibility to go a little higher to get a fast deal. What our friend now does in order to bend the seller's reality could be the following. He now calls the seller, starts off with the two people who have turned down the apartment and tells the seller the reasons for that. And now he says that he has three left but they are unfortunately interested on the following price points. The first one is interested at $1 million, another one is interested at $1.1 million and the last one is interested at $1.4 million but can have the flexibility to go a little bit upwards. Now you might think, let's start a bidding, but that is for another episode. And now we're going to talk about anchoring and how our friend uses it. The seller might react in a different way, but most certainly will be shocked. Most likely we will now go down in his expectations from maybe $2 million to $1.8 million. So now by doing the above, you have gotten your seller down $200,000. Now you should ask for an counteroffer from your seller so we can present it to your potential clients. The seller might counter with let's say $1.8 million. And you're smart here, you don't only want to bend the seller's reality, you want to bend the potential customer's reality as well. So you work in both ends. So all the potential customers knew beforehand that the seller's expectations is $2 million and now you could come back to them and say, unfortunately, we can't make it work at the suggested number. As you knew before, the seller wants $2 million. Now, in a sort of good scenario, two might say no and look for other apartments, but you still have the person who indicated at $1.6 left in the game. So now it's negotiation time. 
the only potential client that are now left might give you a counteroffer at $1.8 million. And now you know as the broker that this is the number that the seller wanted to have as a counteroffer. Let's say in this situation, our friend feels like there's room to get a higher offer from the customer. He now can make the call to seal deal at $1.8 million or try to get a higher offer. Let's say now that he tries to get a higher offer, then he goes forward by doing the following. He now calls the seller and says that we are quite far off each other. The other two have said no, so we only have one customer left, which we now don't want to lose. So is there anything we can do to try to meet the customer? He might ask the seller. The seller now says that he can't go lower than $1.8 million, but can throw in all the furniture if the customers can meet him at $1.8 million. This is good because you know that the customer doesn't have any furniture and are new to town, so he has to buy it for himself anyways. Our friend now calls the customer and says that he had gotten the seller down from $2 million to $1.9 million. This is his final offer and as a gesture of that, he has gotten the seller to include all the furniture in the apartment if you can meet him at $1.9 million. So at that price, the apartment is all yours. To make things easy for ourselves in this scenario, let's say that the customer raises to $1.9 million. Now the friend knows we have a deal. Our friend now has an offer that is $100,000 above the counter offer from the seller, but is actually $100,000 lower than the seller wanted in the first place. He now calls the seller with the amazing news. I have gotten the customer to put in an offer at $1.9 million, including all the furniture. These sellers are now extremely happy because it's $100,000 more than the offer he just made. He is now having a feeling of joy. Our friend now sees the deal and has a happy buyer and a very happy seller. The key point we wanted to give out here is that this is a smart way to bend people's reality in a negotiation in order to get the outcome that we know is the best in the long run. The buyer now thinks that he had got it for $100,000 less than the seller wanted and got the furniture. The seller got $100,000 more than he was willing to accept. In our friend's eyes, this is a win-win. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Steady Improvement. Many of you are spreading the word to your friends, family and colleagues about the podcast and it would mean the world to us if you also would like to be one of them. Rate, review and share. We hope that we have helped you in your journey of leveling up your sales skills and achieving your sales goals. Until next time, peace.